BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. Pop it. Drop it. Lights out. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by Seat Geek, I am Joe Cardosi, joined by my co-host, my man, Mr. Jim Eichenhofer. And Jim, uh, look, big game tonight against the Toronto Raptors. But me, I still want to talk about Herb Jones. You know, every day I just wake up and, and I turn to my wife and I go, hey, did you, did you, see, you see the Herb Jones inbound play? <laughs> and she sighs and, you know, she gets ready for a day. And then when she comes out, I have it ready on my phone. To show her, you know, I have it on loop, and uh, and that's how I begin the day, and I think it's how every Pelicans fan should really begin their day. And if I had to guess, this isn't the first time that this has happened either, where you no, wake no. up in the morning and you're like, did you see what Herb Jones did in the game last night, or no, no. three games ago, or did I, you see his rookie season? My side season? of the bed has a whole Herb Jones wall, <laughs> you know, with my Alabama flags and just, you know, Herb Jones pictures. <laughs> Uh, but that's neither here nor there. He just happened to make a great play, yeah. you know, and I was just glad to see it. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Um, I, I thought that was the last minute was the most Herb final minute of a game that you could possibly conceive of. Um, I wrote after the game that he seemed to pack in all of the reasons why he's been praised locally and even nationally to a big extent, why people love him. He packed all of that into just the last it was like a sequence highlight of the reel. game. I'm going to take a charge that in the most important play of the game, of course, it's going to be drawing a charge. It's not going to be like dunking on somebody or right. making a three or doing something crazy. Athletic. Smart, unglamorous. Right, play. exactly. Giving up the body and getting knocked over and having that be. And then I'm going to just, you know, be the one guy in the arena who thinks, okay, I'll just throw it off Poku's back and yes. I'll grab the ball and get fouled. Schoolyard ball. It was funny how many Pelicans players and maybe even coaches who – who were like after the game, they're like, I didn't even see it because I was watching 
Um, you know, Willie Green said he was looking down at something else. Right. You're you're looking at the other players and that are cutting and trying to figure out like who's going to get open to pass this ball. And it turned out the man who was open to pa- to catch this ball was Herb, the inbounder himself. Yeah, he so. just looked in the mirror. It's me, <laughs> Herbert Jones. And he did it. Sometimes a man of action just takes action. I love Herbert Jones. I love how cool and unbothered he is. Just no emotion on his face at the free throw line. I would have been at that free throw line smiling like I got away with a crime. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And he was just, you know, cool as a cucumber knocking down free throws. I love having Herbert Jones on my basketball team. I do too. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned the free throws because I wasn't nervous at all. Like he, it's not like he's an elite free throw shooter. He's, in, he's definitely made a huge improvements for when he was in, in college. But after he made that play, I, I don't know. Graf probably would disagree with me on this, knowing his his personality. But uh, I was just like, yeah, he's going to make these free throws. I didn't have any concern about it at all, and that's yeah. exactly what happened. You know, Graf was squeezing glass bottles and shattering them on the air <laughs> at the time. But uh, I think in his heart, he knew that that Herb could do it, and indeed, Herb did it. That was a nail biter, an ugly game uh, against the Thunder. But what a satisfying win! It was almost worth the ugly game yeah. for the packaging you got, just the bow on top you got to wait it out. And I believe the the words that you, the phrase you used was cool and unbothered to describe Herb as far which I stole from John DeShazer, my man JD. Okay. by the way, there you go. And uh, I, that also describes kind of the, this collection of young players that the Pelicans have overall. I believe it was Rod Walker of NOLA.com who pointed out after the game that in clutch time in the last couple minutes where it was a tight game, one possession game back and forth, that Jose Alvarado, who I believe is still 24, was yeah. the oldest Pelicans player on the court for that. So it just shows you Oof. like what a job they've done bringing in young guys the last couple drafts and even non-drafted player in Jose Alvarado. So, But for, the, for that group of guys to close out the win was huge. Um, and even just beyond that, the strides that we're seeing from Trey Murphy, who's mm-hmm. 22 or 23, Zion, who's only 22, Herb, I think, is 23. It's just incredible to see. And our guy, Dyson Daniels, is still a teenager, I think, until March. Wow. So It seems um, so mature. Yeah, he really does. He's kind of like, as we maybe discussed a little bit before, he's kind of like another version of Herb. Yeah, it's like you got another Herb. You got a twin Herb. Yeah, so... Great for the present as far as being able to pick up that win. Yeah. Improve the 12 and 8. You got a stretch coming up where you still have a bunch more home games. Um, hopefully pick up some more wins. Great for the present, but also for uh, amazing for the future. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of really young players. Jim, do you think if we told them uh, how old we are, they would ask us if we had black and white TVs <laughs> when we were kids? They w- They definitely would, and then they'd be even more – Surprise when we said the answer to that is yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I I think if we told some of the players our age, they would throw up like a rookie cop who saw their first murder scene or something <laughs> on a movie. It'd probably Definitely. be bad. Uh, so we'll we'll keep them from that. And we'll just keep the ruse going that we're young and vital. Um, <laughs> our depth is going to be tested tonight. Uh, it is, you know, again, we've got some injuries we're dealing with. Brandon Ingram has been ruled out of this game. Uh, so we are once again rolling into this one shorthanded. The Raptors, however, look like they're going to be pretty much at full strength. Their only uh, injuries on their injury report are uh, non-players generally. 
So uh, once again, we're we're seeing a full strength team while we're uh, a little hobbled, and it's going to be an interesting one. You mean non factors on the Raptors injury report, not non players? They actually are players. Yes. They, they are players <laughs> who play in the league, okay. but generally not for them. On the okay. Floor. Yes, I was yes, going to say, sorry. I hope they're not putting people people on there that aren't even yeah, like just basketball a garbage players. man. <laughs> yeah, he said he wanted to hang out. You know, try him out at point guard. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, it's been. Very promising that we've seen Jose step into a starting role the last few games for CJ and do a very commendable job doing good stuff. Trey Murphy has shown that he can handle more minutes. He can handle the starting role. Dunk on people. He can dunk on everyone. He had 20 points in the last game. Um, it was only two for seven from three, which is a just a horrible game yeah, by his standards. Him, yeah. But the fact that he still had 20 points, even though he only made a couple three-pointers, just shows you, again, yeah the transformation of his game, just the stuff that he's added. And then Dyson Daniels um, played 28 minutes in that game. Um, that's close to – that might be the most – I'd have to look it up. That might be the most he's played in a game this year. It seemed a, like – felt a, like it. Again, a guy who you give him more responsibility and he does great with it. So um, Pelicans are going to have to do the same thing against the Raptors tonight, a team that is a m- m- lot more experienced than Oklahoma City, um, You know, honestly more more talented – more guys that have been proven in the NBA. So this is a bigger challenge than what was Monday's. Um, But, I mean, I feel like so many of these guys are just hungry for the opportunity to play, either play in the case of Billy Hernan Gomez or play more in the case of some of the guys I mentioned. Yeah, for sure. So it's going to be a fun one tonight. Uh, Strap up, watch it on Bally Sports, listen to it on 99.5 WRNO if you are in the New Orleans area. And if you're doing that, you're going to want to hear our next guest, uh, it's Mr. Todd Graffinini, the voice of the Pelicans on the radio. And, uh, you know, he's he's a little more nervous than Jim and I for tonight. We've been trying to calm him down. We got a weighted blanket we wrapped around him. We gave him a coffee. You know, we tried to sit him down, talk him through. He's still a little agitated. So we're going to bring him in here, try to talk it through on the podcast here, and uh, we'll see if we can get him calm. So uh, let's let's bring him in here slowly and gently. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An ep- 
epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast, you know him and love him. He strikes fear into your heart every Pelicans game. Mr. Todd Graffinini, the voice of the Pelicans on the radio. Joe Cardosi, how the heck are you? Jim Eichenhofer, who am I striking fear into i'm very curious i'm about to say anyone listening to the radio calls uh, I, I was joking uh the other night when we won by i don't remember 40 no slippage only up 38 now uh, i've got ptsd <laughs> it's, 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 it's going to be permanent it doesn't matter what the score is I'm, i actually you're talking about the golden state game so or, or maybe it was the san antonio game those games are I like those games a lot. It, it, it just it, you wouldn't it, know. It calms the blood pressure uh, to have games like that. Relatively uh, speaking, relatively yes. speaking. <laughs> I, again, I'm always going to uh, worry. That's just me. I'm always going to worry if the other shoe is going to drop. But uh, no, I'm sorry. I apologize to all those out there who want stress-free broadcasts. I try. I do try when the situation presents itself. By the way, Joe, you introduce a. a some of the guests, as you know them and love them, I'm waiting for you to say, you know him, and you know you kind of like him. But... You know him, he kind of sucks, <laughs> but you know he's around and uh, he's not going anywhere. But luckily, that ha- didn't happen today, so we're happy to have Graf with us. No, we are. I'm always happy to have Graf around. And uh, Graf, I've just got one question for you, uh, really, to start this uh, podcast. Man, how many times you watch that Herb inbound play? Huh? Unbelievable, man. Yeah. I, I, to to do it. In that situation where the game is literally on the line yes. and you have no timeouts and really the only recourse is to do what he did, it's just – and you almost you almost felt sorry for Pokashevsky, who, again, what are you doing, man? Why would you put your back to somebody? Yes. You, just, you just front him. You've got the length. Now, Herb's long, but he's not seven feet. But generally, you defend the inbounder somewhat. But, but yeah. who is he looking at? I mean, he, why would you put your back to the inbounder? What are you know. trying to do? Basically, in that situation, um, you make a good point that he's like 6'11", really long arms. You would think that if you're going to put a guy defending the inbounds pass in that position where he's just – he's basically watching for anyone, any Pelicans player that runs out to deny an inbounds pass – but you don't do the, you would want to do that with a guard that can't really um, influence the in, the inbounder that much can't really get in his face like Poku has a lot better chance of deflecting maybe Herb's inbound pass well, with his you arms get, you get in his right. face and you jump up and down right. and you yeah. at least be a to turn your back to him right. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I would think he didn't do that on I would think he didn't do that on his own that he was instructed some level by the coaching staff to say hey deny some anybody that runs out towards the ball the pelicans don't have any timeouts so try to deny somebody that's running towards herb but obviously that backfired so i mean no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) yeah you hope he you hope he was instructed to do that and he wasn't just going did i leave the stove on and then herb just bounces (laughs) a ball or he saw somebody with a cool t-shirt in the stands and was looking in that direction maybe i don't don't know saw his own jersey somebody was wearing (laughs) incredible basketball iq play at at you know that games are won and lost, and 
for him to do it then, of course, then you got to knock the free throws down, which mm-hmm. he did Talk to ice the game. Stones. But of course, he had yes. taken the charge, the uh, yes. the possession prior to that. I know we're going to get into that. Ah, but uh, more drama. Yeah, let, well, let, Shea Gilgis driving, and there, there was her now. Uh, blocker charge, as Rex Chapman would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get into that. Um, you know, one of the, th- I should preface this by saying that I thought, and maybe this is the bias in me coming out, and uh, but I also think that there's a lot of people that would agree with me, fan, Pelicans fans. Yeah, let it come out. He was, I thought he was using his off arm a ton in the last couple minutes. Like almost every time he drove, he was using his left hand to like push his defender back a, a step or two. Um, they're not going to call that unless it's really egregious. On the play in question, which the NBA actually put in the two-minute report that it should have been a block on Herb Jones instead of a charge on Shea Gilgis-Alexander, I dispute the NBA's own ruling of them saying that, no, 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 it should have been a block because I, I will, I will give this, I'll give this credit to the NBA referees. 90% of the time when I watch a block charge, I can predict what they're going to call which is a credit to them because it shows to me the consistency across the league that you can watch a play and say, I don't know about you guys, but for me, from my perspective, I know what they're going to call. I'm very surprised when it goes against what I think it's going to be. I can, I feel like I can see a charge. Like I know what a charge looks like. And when I saw that play, it was the definition in my mind of that. That's what a charge looks like. He he kind of lowered his shoulder a little bit, and he ran him over. Yeah, and going to the floor like that, right. sliding back. One of the one of the phrases that I always use because I think it applies so frequently to that situation is who initiates the contact, and Her- and Shea totally initiated the contact. Herb was retreating. He knocked him down. Um, with the the force of his momentum was what put Herb on the floor. So. When the whistle blew and they said charge, I was like, of course, of course it's a charge. Yeah. And I think I even tweeted, you know, like that wasn't that difficult of a call. So I dispute the NBA's own two-minute report. Is that of- a gym rant? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, I, I had a very interesting perspective, Jim, because from my point of view, when the whistle blew, I'm looking at – I'm trying to see which official is going to make the call first. Well, farthest away uh, on the other side of the court was James Williams. And I'm telling you, he was getting ready. Mm. He was moving his arms to call block. Right. And it was at that spot. I mean, this was the longest probably second and a half that (laughs) we're going to have. Of your life. uh, I mean, it was like. Who's going to make the call? Yeah. Williams is getting ready to do this. And then a split second later, Matt Myers punches, you know, the, the, Mm -hmm. the right arm forward. I'm like, (laughs) it's a, you know, and then you hear the call, but you had to wait and you didn't, because I'm telling you, one of those guys was getting ready to call block and there, I shudder to think what would have happened if (laughs) if a block would have been called in that arena at at that time. (laughs) Oh, just let's give Shea two more free throws and give him an even and give him an even twenty for the ball game. Yeah, you know it's funny. I heard that after the game that there were two two referees had two different calls as you just explained, but I didn't see that in real time. I only was looking at the ref apparently that called the charge. So luckily for me, I didn't go through the stress Uh, of of waiting to see who was going to win. Half of just complete. Yes. Mind meltdown. <laughs> See, I'm glad you guys are there for the perspective because I'm generally either looking at faders 
or at a TV that's about eight <laughs> seconds behind. So I don't get that real-time stress. I'll let y'all figure it out. Uh, AD was talking to us on the podcast the other day. That would be Antonio Daniels, the, correct? The one true AD. Yes. That's the only the, AD the that one I rec- recognize. recognize. Just yep. for yes. any, any people who are joining the podcast for the first time, for yes. reference. Yes, if I'm talking about Anthony Davis, I will see Anthony Davis. <laughs> AD is Antonio Daniels. Antonio Daniels was talking on the podcast the other day about how this is the deepest team in the league, in his opinion. And and AD is a guy that I don't uh, take when he says statements like that all that lightly. He knows the league. He has a serious XM show. He has to talk about a lot of teams. People can come at him from all different angles. He can't just say those things sort of willy-nilly. He's not a hot take guy either, really, no. in any form. No, he's no, not. that's actually against his nature to be a hot take. He's just very, very well informed. Yes. Um, Look, if he says it, I, I'm gonna, you know, go with him because why would I? Why would I disagree with whatever <laughs> Antonio Daniels has to say as far as the game of basketball? Um, I thought that depth was really put to the test the other night. Look, Oklahoma City's a very young team, but they have a lot of talent. Um, I thought that was a very impressive win for New Orleans, considering you don't have two of your stars in CJ and Bi, and then two really big key bench players, and the Pelicans' bench is really, really starting to come to the forefront now if you look at the numbers uh with no Larry Nance and no Najee Marshall mm-hmm. so that was very very important now if you know we're going to find out in in a little while what's going to be the the status of CJ at least for uh the Toronto game and uh Larry and Najee I would think that Brandon's probably going to yeah, miss another game he's been ruled out yeah, yeah, officially he's, so he's, so he's, he's going to be out so yep. um Look, Toronto's really good, and Toronto yes. has been has been really banged up, and they have all of their guys back tonight. So if you can get this one with uh, with another shorthanded lineup against a full strength Toronto team, and uh, again, but you heard um, you heard Trey in the post game with Aaron Summers mm-hmm. after after uh, after the Oklahoma City win. Next man up. I mean, that's what they're thinking. They're not they're not worried who's not playing. They're just worried about who is going to play and who's going to step up in people's absences. I, I do want to talk a little bit about the Austra- the battle of the Australian players because right. speaking of the bench depth, you saw a lot of minutes from Dyson Daniels, and I almost feel, and you, I think you, it was you that said it during the broadcast, actually. Uh, he, he was more impactful than Josh Giddy during that game. I don't know if you can uh, attribute it to a sophomore slump, for Giddy, no, uh, I don't Giddy's know if he contributed to to Dyson Daniels just being that good. I think Dyson Daniels is that good. I don't think Josh Giddy's having a sophomore slump at all. I, I mean, he's playing very, very well. Might have just been one off th- night. Yeah, yeah, no, you think about it. You know, now that you go back through that game, he really did not have much of an impact, and that's the first time that we have played Oklahoma City with Giddy on the court. That Giddy really was not a non-factor because he has been a factor. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. time we played the Thunder, so yeah, no credit to uh, when no, when those two guys met at half court and they were one on one. Like man, think about it. it. Was like it was like watching Zion against Ja. I mean, think mm-hmm. those guys have been going at it since they were probably 11, 12 years old, and now. You see the same thing with Daniels and Giddy. I was shocked just looking at the stats that the most stunning number on the whole game probably was Josh Giddy had one assist. Every time that, like as Graf said, every time the Pelicans have played them, he's been picking apart the defense. He's got great vision. Yeah. Um, so he just, I think he, he had a bad shooting game. He was three for nine. Well, they're um, a sneaky good team too. They remind me of the Pelicans a few years ago where like mm-hmm. they have a, a few really solid pieces, a couple really solid pieces. 
and then just a million draft picks to right. do whatever they want with. And it, it seems like they have a fan base that's kind of ready. You know, so that, I, I, a weird part of me when they're not playing the Pelicans sort of wants to root for OKC yeah, in that way. And they're super raw right now. Like yeah. they have a lot of guys that have promise and talent. And you can see kind of the makings of the ability that they have. But, I mean, for example, they shot 37% in that game Monday night. So that was a killer. They didn't shoot three as well. Unfortunately, the Pelicans, I thought, were dragged down to that level a little bit offensively. Um, shot 28% on threes. It was, and the big number was the 22 turnovers, yeah, no, too. They yeah. can't do that against Toronto. It was not an aesthetically pleasing game. No. That, was, that, was one of the, that was one of those where, you know, you're about a quarter and a half in and it's like, this is a test of wills. Let's mm-hmm. just end up with more points than the other team and yeah, get the heck out of comes, here. Yeah, however this game ends with more points. It yeah. felt like both teams in the first quarter, plus, like you just said, were trying to win the game in the first half. It, 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 the word I used was frantic. It just seemed like it was both teams were just playing frantically for some reason. They were forcing stuff on offense, making passes that right. weren't there, that kind of thing. But, I mean, it got a little better in the second half, but it was, it was one of those um, – Try to find a way to win mm-hmm. any way you can. And Herb obviously came through with the plays at the end. You know, I'm going to ask Willie this. You know, let, <laughs> how can I mean, it's I JD love- said very early, how can you not love this guy? Yes. I mean, he yeah. said that last November. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask Willie Green this, but, you know, you think about three of the losses that we have ha- had, <clears throat> excuse me, this year the overtime losses to Utah, to the Lakers, and to Atlanta. Each of those three games, you had an opportunity to get a stop. If you get a stop at the end of the ball game, you win. Yeah. And you didn't do it each of the three times. Of course, uh, Olenek won the game for Utah. Matt Ryan hit the three and lost. I'm never going to get over that game, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, DeJounte Murray made that incredible jumper jumper at Mm -hmm. the end of the Atlanta Mm -hmm. game to send that to overtime. You had that situation again against Oklahoma City, and this time Herb was up to the challenge. I don't care what the two-minute report says. No, no, no. To hell with the two-minute report. Uh, great Herb game, and I always love a good Herb game. It was Zion's 100th game, and he had a great game. I guess I didn't realize it was coming up, and I guess I didn't realize, uh, Jim, you were talking about this before, how much people would really hop on like the first 100 games as a mile marker. Yeah, I feel like it, was, uh, it must have been an ESPN directive or something because yeah. I know Andrew... Lopez talked about it before the game, asked Zion about it after the game. I believe he, w- I hadn't listened to it yet, but I believe he went on um, Windhorse, Brian Windhorse podcast and talked about his 100 games. So this was quite a, uh, quite an all around effort to discuss his 100th game. Um, one of the stats that uh, I saw on Pelican's social media, and I believe everything I read on Twitter. Yeah, of so, course. It's always true. Um, <laughs> is that he, had, it was, Zion scored the most career points in the first hundred games of any player since Michael Jordan. So, yes. I mean, that, I think you can start there ding, and ding, go ding, from ding. there. What yeah. an amazing And then the most points in the paint since Shaq, uh, who's another notable figure in the sport of basketball. Uh, it, I think you were saying it before, Graf. I mean, it just seems like everyone he's compared to in these first hundred games, it's never like some guy that had like one good season and flamed out. No. These are all-time greats. You're, all the comparisons you've seen as far as the numbers go, Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, Will Chamberlain. I mean, that's that's that is heady, heady stuff. So, no, uh, it, I thought it would have been very fitting in Zion's hundredth uh, game if he would have had his first career triple double mm. when he got triple triple digits in games mm-hmm. played. But 
you know, we got to start, we got to make shots, man, to give him the assists. He just, we weren't shooting the ball that well that night, or he would have easily had over 10 assists. And then we got to tell Trey Murphy to keep, quit ripping rebounds away from Zion, man. Get his, <laughs> get his double. But uh, also, we got to tell I'm somebody joking, to, to give was him more close. than one free throw. Uh, that'd be That'd be nice. That's a whole nother show. <laughs> yeah. That is a that is an entirely other show. It's amazing. I wanna I wanna see a it's joke. It's amazing in a bad way. I think we need a Joe Cardosi, not a two minute report, but like a forty eight minute report. Yeah, we need, we need, to, we need to see Lamb. you officially release your yeah. statement on Look, just how give many me a bottle throws. of something brown, lock the door, turn on the mics, and you will get your forty eight minute report. Uh, it may not be suitable for children's ears, but uh, it will be a report of some sort. Zion, uh, again, in that 100 games, uh, it, it was it was a great way for him to, to put a bow on that. I was watching ESPN, uh, and they were sort of having a montage of Zion's top five plays of his first 100 games. Everyone was sort of grading Zion up to now, and everyone was, was generally pretty glowing, even you know Kendrick Perkins and some of the people you wouldn't quite expect. And then... Uh, you know, Zach Lowe said interestingly that it, it was an incomplete for him, and Zach Lowe used to be a, a teacher, uh, and and he was saying it's incomplete because he's seeing that you're only scratching the surface of what Zion is. He's seeing Zion picking up new skills and and starting to open up parts of his game, and he and he feels like it's an incomplete because a lot of what Zion could be hasn't even been shown yet, and I think that's one of the most exciting parts of. Yeah, it took a while for him to, to get to these 100 games as a fan, but it's an exciting part of his game that it is just sort of starting to blossom. No, he's yeah. basically just over a rookie yeah. in games mm-hmm. played. So, yeah. no, he's, but to, to his credit, he has mentioned uh, after games and after practices that the game is definitely slowing down for him and he's letting it come to him instead of trying to, trying to force things. And I, I think, we're, again, we're seeing that in the assist totals that have gone way, way up for him. He's rebounding the ball at a much better clip than he had uh, in his first, you know, 80 or so games. Um, and he's getting his teammates more involved. And and he's playing better defense too, Jim. I think you would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I, I That was something that Willie Green talked about after the last game too. I think the term that he used was he's still kind of shaking off the rust of mm-hmm. being out for a full season. But um, he, he said something to the effect of, you know, we can live with – any player on the team making mistakes here and there, but Zion's been in the right place more often. Um, just getting more games under his belt for any player. Like you said, he's just beyond the rookie mark in, in terms of, you know, 82 games and now he's played a hundred. So by the way, like I think his post game, Zion's post game after Monday was hilarious and entertaining. And mm-hmm. I think one of the best ones, anybody, I can't really do it justice. So I would recommend to anybody to go to pelicans.com or, or go to the app and watch. It was eight, nine minutes, but it was, it was pure gold. It was, he was cracking jokes. He was ribbing Andrew Lopez about his hat and yeah, asking he was him. he's feeling good. Get him. Yeah. <laughs> the diva, Andrew Lopez. <laughs> so, um. Friend of the show. Yeah, exactly. And somebody we, we should have later this week, hopefully. Yes. If his schedule aligns if for us. If his people can get with our people. Right, and exactly. And coordinate it, yes. But, but anyways, um, it was, it was, it was fun to see Zion. I feel like just talk about his experience. I mean, at one point he did say something to the effect of, you know, I, I wish things had gone better in terms of, you know, obviously I wouldn't want to miss the season and miss as many games as I had, but the good thing is, is now going forward, he has a chance to, to keep the momentum of how he's played. And hopefully we will see a triple double sometime soon. 
Well, Graf, you got a, a busy day today, game tonight. Going up against the Raptors, that depth is going to be tested. So get ready, gird your loins, Pelicans fans. We're going to take the ride with Graf tonight on 99.5 WRNO. I'll be there. Gus Kattengell will be there. Graf will be locked in. Graf, see you tonight, man. I will be there. Thank you so much for having me, gentlemen. Hey, big old thanks to my buddy Graf. Uh, Todd Graffinini, the voice of the New Orleans Pelicans on your radio dial. He builds quite a story for you. And uh, Jim, it it looks like as I'm looking at my calendar, it is Wednesday uh, of this week, which means it would be Western Conference Wednesday. It is indeed, Joe. It's Western Conference Wednesday. As, As people by now have become familiar with the concept, the Raptors are not a Western Conference team, but that's okay. We're still going to stick with that theme. Pelicans have a bunch of games against the West coming up. Um, one of the things I want to mention off the top on this fine mid-week uh, day is um, Pelicans are in third place in the West. Two of the teams that are Stop ahead of count. Yes, that'd be great. Two <laughs> of the teams that are ahead of them, uh, Phoenix is in first place, Denver's in second. Yeah, they're good they, at basketball. They have a bu- Pelicans have a bunch of games, have three games against, to be exact, against the Suns in December coming up here in a couple weeks. They play Denver on Sunday in the Smoothie King Center, as we've mentioned previously. So that's cool. I mean, you're if you can stay in that top tier of the West, you have a chance to play head-to-head against the teams that are in front of you right now. Um, I actually put a poll out this morning for Western Conference Wednesday, and the question asked, even though this is, again, early in the season, um, asking people, what's your goal for the Pelicans in terms of the regular season? Is it to be the number one seed in the West? There are only two games behind Phoenix right now. Is it to be in the top four, which gives you home court advantage in the first round? Or is it to be in the top six, which if you finish in the top six, obviously you don't have to be part of the play-in tournament the way the Pelicans were last season and had to fight their way just getting into the playoffs. Um, it's early, but so far the the – by far the leader in this poll is people's goal is 61% right now is top four seed. There we go. Top six seed is 26%. Top number one seed is only 13% right now. I mean, I think people realize that even though it would be amazing to be the one seed, that's a bit, I mean, that that's, it's asking a lot. It's not, not to say that it's impossible. Like I said, you're only two games behind the suns, but I mean, that's to be the best team the out West, of this 15 yeah. is, is a, is a tall order. Um, but I like I like the idea though of being a top four seed. Pelicans, I just thought of this just now. New Orleans has not been higher than a six seed since two thousand eight. So we're talking it'll be fifteen years by the time the spring playoff rolls around. Oh, I'm if old. They haven't had they haven't had first a first round home court advantage. They haven't had home court advantage in a series any series since then. So I mean that would be. Incredible. So I th- and it's a real home court advantage now. It really feels like playing yeah. at the Smoothie King Center would be such a home court advantage that this team hasn't been able to enjoy in a long time. Good call. And that makes me it reminded me of Monday against OKC. You know, all due respect to the Thunder, they're not a really a marquee team right now. They don't have a great record. But I was impressed by how loud the crowd was mm-hmm. for, you know, we just got over got through the holiday season. Sometimes when you come out of that, you you have some quieter crowds. Um, but it was yeah. it was pretty loud, and uh, I mean, 
the season t- ticket holder number has gone up so much that you're gonna ha- you're not gonna have many games where there's that many empty seats just because there's so many people that are gonna be there every single night, which we obviously love to see. Yeah, and hopefully we'll see the same thing, uh, you know, Wednesday against Toronto. Yeah, and we've heard that about ourselves, Thunder fans. Hang in there, you're gonna be all right. A scrappy team that I, I think a lot of people just sort of see OKC and they're like, eh. But uh, they're one of those teams that that are sort of under the radar and can punch you in the jaw uh, if you're not looking out for them. Tonight, another scrappy team. Todd Graffanini will need to be um, comforted, I feel like, tonight. Yes, and along those lines, Joe, you know, after the conversation we had with him, I thought it would be nice to take it another step. There's many different things that we can do to try to make him feel better and feel more, you know. So I I made a few phone calls and I have a therapy dog that I've set up to nice. for graph. He can meet it. You know, hopefully he continues to listen after his segment and he listens to the end of the show here yeah. and he can meet the dog outside of one of the sections in the 100 level. The dog will be there for you. And hopefully this will help graph to get through tonight's game yes. in a much more, you know, calm state of mind. That That's a lifesaver. I can only hope for the dog's sake that the dog cannot hear uh, <laughs> because that is going to be a rough assignment. Uh, but you look, we'll have the antacids. We'll just have them strapped to the dog, just antacids. And uh, look, on Friday, we'll be with you again with Mr. Andrew Lopez. What? Of ESPN. Finally, we've made it happen. It's been too long. I think the last time we got him was the beginning of October. We had to move mountains. We had to yeah. maybe bribe a few people. Had to we answer had- a Riddles 3 <laughs> from some cave troll. It was crazy. Yeah, but we do have him lined up for Friday's show. Uh, he confirmed that with me um, earlier this week that he would be available. If <sighs> he is, prayers. If somehow he is not available, it's his fault. So I want people to know that already on the front end but we're looking forward to andrew being here yes send your hate mail to andrew uh because look we've tried everything we can we've got uh, we've got all of his riders fulfilled uh we've got nothing but yellow m&ms nothing but purple gumdrops and uh the room has been relit to his preferences so we're hoping that uh andrew lopez will find it acceptable and we're excited to have him from espn on friday's podcast look out for that We are the Pelicans Podcast, presented by SeatGeek. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends and pals to give us a listen. At Jim underscore Eichenhofer on Twitter, at JCAR504. If you want to tweet at us, we'll talk to you again on Friday. And until then, go Pels. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans Podcast, presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.